Salutations, greetings, and welcome to it. This is when Highbury was home, and I'll do the podcast presentation. And I am your host, True Story. Thank you for joining us on this little here break that we take to look at all things Arsenal related from a fan's perspective. This is episode 21. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on all DSPs where you consume your digital media content. Let us know what you think about our arsenal right now let us know what you think about what we do as we speak on our arsenal and just how you feel as a fan shout out to you apologies for the low break that we took it was unplanned you know our last part was february 25th and there's been going through so much other work-wise related issues that we had to work through that this couldn't take the priority that i like for it to take yet we had to to make sure we work through those things to get to do this right so thank you for bearing with us it's been six games since we last spoke to y'all so We'll just quickly recap those six games with a couple takeaways and then preview the West Ham game today and then take it from there, you know. So the Benfica game coming off the back of a 1-1 first leg with them in the round of 32 Europa League. It was always going to be a must-win game. We called it the final before the final. For me, I felt as if it was going to be our toughest, toughest game before the final, toughest opponent before the final. It seems that it's, it's bearing out that way and, and panning out that way. So shout out to that we got through that game 3-2 didn't make it as easy as i would have liked to we learned in that game that abu mayang does work up front sometimes <laughs> great to see him get a brace you know get to see him great to see him getting back in the goals and his confidence be up in the spas everything that came afterwards you know we had to deal with it we'll deal with later on in the party and that moment there was pivotal for us for our talisman to step up in a time when we needed the most and deliver you know Kieran Tierney continues to deliver and continues to outperform that price tag where we thought you paid a little bit much in 25 million yet he's looking like an 80 million pound player right now and continues to look like our future captain one day when Abu Mayang does pass on the armband it should go to a man like Kieran Tierney because it shows us just the barometer of what we need in our squad right if you can have more Kieran Tierney's in your football club across the board right in every single position we're just talking about level of quality and level of application you know because hard work beats talent if talent won't work hard and Arsenal a prime example of that we've been so talented for so long sometimes we don't always apply ourselves as well as we should as a football club especially on the field right to the point where we get beaten by Mandem who aren't as good at a, as, a, as us pardon me yet they work harder than us you know they apply themselves better than we may we may do at that time and it showcases itself in the result and for us to get that result as a as a as a as a result of us having players like Kieran Tierney, as a result of us having players like Abu Mayang step up when they needed most and deliver, that was great to see. Unfortunately, we're still conceding far too many silly goals, and that's something we're going to have to cut out. Like Mikael spoken about, it say we give away goals and shoot ourselves in the foot more often than not as Arsenal right now. And if you're looking at that, from a holistic perspective, you're saying to yourself that over time, when we improve to what we may be, when we cut those mistakes out and we take advantage of the goals that we are leaving on the table, you're literally looking at a great football team, you know, because the the ingredients are there. It's just about how you get the mixture right and the balance right and get the other ingredients that you need to add, the special ingredients to make it all just work as it's supposed to work. So we got through that time, great win went into the Leicester game in the league saying let's keep the momentum going you know and we did that a 3-1 win against the Leicester team that is pretty pretty good 
and doing decently of late in the past season and a half season and some change that's good to see you know Miguel is beginning to get the rotation right as well I mean he made six changes in that game and we still got the result convincingly you know it's nice to see that balance at right back where you know Cedric and Hector Bellerin can rotate comfortably at left centre back Marie has stepped up his level to where you can bring him in for Gabriel and there's no drop off even at right centre back with holding and David Luiz not too much of a drop off we have to work out the left back issue still the central midfield you can bring in a nanny for a game not necessarily start him for two three games but for one game start him just to bring a different solidity to the team otherwise just bring him off the bench that works well Pepe and Saka found a balance where they can alternate for each other on the right wing forward position and then it leaves you to make changes on the left wing side we'll discuss it later on in the pod yet he chose Willian in that game it worked for him and then like I said up top that's been working very well when he comes on and he plays like the leading man he leads the line very well and I like to see that that we don't have too much of a drop off in many positions when we make changes unfortunately we're still conceding early goals which is still an issue for me personally saying I know as Arsenal we play better in the second half right so it's about more often than not let's get through the first half convincingly and solidly and then we can take it from there yet unfortunately sometimes the mindset seems to be like months are still on the, on the bus before the game and they're chilling there still even when the game is on until half time sometimes and that's not good to see sometimes only after we can see the goal it's when we switch on right we need to be on it from the moment the first whistle goes you know it was a great fight back though we went down early against Yuri Tiedemann's goal in the sixth minute yet we still came back great to see Pepe and Laka scoring again and taking the opportunities when they presented to them not just the goal scoring opportunity but the opportunity to play as well and represent the football club and you give your all in that regard you know you don't let there be a drop off there so great goals from them Luis as well got his goal shout out for that man rewarding the manager for giving him a couple starts of late and I like to see those things you play a step up and say you know what I'm conscious of where I'm at as a footballer in my career and I will I will be appreciative of all I have to be able to access more that's important to see because in a football club like Arsenal, we have young players that are so good that are appreciating their positions while plotting their promotions. It seems like our experienced players have had a fire lit under them and say, you know what, we could be out of here. Some of these young players could be the ones starting and the team may not necessarily have to go spend as much as they thought they had to spend because they have a lot of the solutions in-house once they move on for some of these experienced players who haven't been performing to their level, right? Which segues us into the Burnley game pretty nicely where you say, we drew against the Burnley side that we should have beat and you kind of know it's Chai when Callum Chambers starts an EPR game versus Burnley at right back, you know? <laughs> like, we're down to our third choice right back, yet Kieran Tierney still starts in a game. It was a game we went alternating and rotating. I would have loved to see a lot more of our young academy players get a run out, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel that's where Mikel is letting himself down a bit. Because you have a game like that where, yet again, errors, you know? Leno Xhaka this time, stupid error leading to a goal. Like, what's going on with that? I also don't understand what the left wing forward issue where you persist in with Willian. He started to find form, I understand, it's at the end of the season. Lord forbid we go through next season where it's going to be the same. This is no return on investment, bro. And then we have two young players in Nelson and Martinelli that are struggling. So I'm going to speak on it as I see it, bro. Abu Mayang has moved to center forward where he was our starting left wing forward for the past couple of seasons. It created an opening in there where last season they would like to play Saka there. Now Saka's established himself on the right wing forward position and he and Pepe alternate there. But then Pepe came in and did well on the left wing forward position, got dropped. That saw Emil Smith Rowe moved into the left wing forward position because there was times when Odegaard was starting to get a run out and now Odegaard has established himself at the 10, so Emil Smith Rowe is going to stay on the left wing forward, forward position, I understand. Yet Nelson came in and did well, Martinelli came in and out and did well in that position. They don't get looks anymore. 
Willian wasn't doing well, constantly getting looks across the midfield. Now he's starting to find a little bit of form, and so we're going to be stuck with him there. These two young players are going to have gone through a whole season without playing and not developing. That is not the Arsenal way. I do not stand by that, and I really have to sit and say, Miguel has, has dropped the ball there. He dropped the ball and goalkeeper there where we saw Martinez and didn't make any changes to improve that position in the backup role, and it's led to Leno's form dropping again. I feel it's, 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 it's had an impact going forward as well, where we've seen that burst and that spark that came in when an Englishman throw came into the squad. Now, we haven't been able to kick on from there per se because you brought in Odegaard. He's not our player, and I've, although we'd love to sign him through, when Madrid see him do this well, they can say to Zan, you don't like him yet, you're going to have to play him because this kid is good. Find a way to make it work. And we're going to have lost out because what do we do next season when you're now having to rely on William to be good and you're asking Martinelli and Nelson to be good yet they haven't had the opportunity to develop at the at the highest level yet. That's not fair on those kids. So I feel Miguel dropped the ball in that one. The VAR issues were kind of wild for me knowing that the first one was a penal. It doesn't get given and then the ref gives a penal and the second one gets overruled. It's what it is with VAR. Realize it's not an exact science. Um, from those of us who love watching cricket, knowing that you know with Hawkeye, it's one of those things where they found margins of error. It'll tell you if he's pitching outside of leg, then they're not gonna give it anyway, even if it's hitting the wicket, even if the ref gave an on-field decision. You know what I'm saying? These these, these margins of error now they now give to the referees. I think we're gonna have to get to that level as football where we start being able to say, hey, you know what? If it's not a clear and obvious error, as they say, you know, defining what clear and obvious error is, and then we get we get better results from VAR. For us as a football team, we sacrificed the league. It seemed in that game to go all in the Europa League. By the grace, it paid off in the next round, and we've got a, pre- a pleasant time in the next coming rounds. Let's see it through because we can't afford to waste this opportunity. We've had one before when we got to the final of the Europa League. We lost to Chelsea when we put all our eggs in that basket. We can't afford to have another one of those situations. So, something's got to give with it in that regard. Um, the Olympiacos game, the round of 16, first leg. It was a must-win game in Greece, you know, and again, when it's a must-win, I back our boys, especially in games like this where they're playing against a team that they should beat if they're on theirs, and they beat them handedly, you know, a 3-1 result, great to see Odegaard get his first goal for Arsenal, Gabriel, Magalhães, shout-out to you, big man, Elneny, you know, only score special goals, so shout-out to Elneny with the world, you know, big win and a big performance away from home and winning time we deliver. Gabriel, man, what a header. I feel he's back again now. You know, he's established himself back to the level he was at before the COVID issues, before the drop of form after he came back, the own goals and the red cards and all of that. I feel having David Luiz next to him instead of Rob Holding for the last couple of games has helped because he's got a fellow Portuguese speaker, a fellow Brazilian that he can he can bounce off ideas a lot quicker and maybe more understanding within the game as well you know with with how david luis plays the game and allows gabriel just to do what he does as the covered defender right so that's one foot in the quarterfinals and now we're supposed to finish the job in the second leg we didn't necessarily finish off the job as convincingly yet we still made away with the loot so <laughs> we ran off on the plug you know real talk the spurs game was one of those where coming into it for me personally i know a couple arsenal fans who were like yo i don't look forward to this game at all we're playing them at home they are maybe doing better than us right now although they've come down to the median in the same breath they're still a good squad they have some good players and they have a good manager if he does what he's supposed to do 
they may give us a game and Mourinho in turn reverted to type and went defensive and it helped us in a, in a large regard. We didn't fully take advantage of that yet, we'll get into that later on. Um, it was a big haul to drop Aubameyang, I felt, for the ill-discipline. He's coming through late. You have to set a, a barometer within your squad, especially a young squad like Arsenal where Aubameyang is probably one of the more seasoned players, one of the older players in the dressing room, right? And he's the captain as well. And you have young players who are playing to such a high level that they're starting to get their coins, they're starting to get their respect. Emil Smith Rowe, shout out, call up into the England at a 21 team, Saka's the first team at England. It's one of those things where you can't put them, you can't hold them accountable if you aren't able to hold Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang accountable. You know, you have to set a, you have to set a tone within the dressing room and I respect Mikael for being able to do that as a manager and saying, you know what, this is the culture we're trying to create over here. If you can't fall in line with this, then we're going to have to move you on regardless of how good you are because it's a culture we're trying to build. And it was beautiful to see that the players also rewarded him with the performance saying, okay, our, our skipper's out, yet we're still going to get the win against Spurs. We didn't even need to use Aubameyang in that game. That was good to see, man. That Lamella goal, man. <laughs> Like, yeah, shout out, shout out, Eric Lamella, man. One of those players that you love to hate because when he's playing against your team, you know that he's got the potential to do something amazing. And he's also got the potential to cost his team the game as well. And it's one of those things he has to find the workable balance in between, yet you you like those players, you know. Those those Latin American players, they bring something different to the game. And I feel Arsenal have, have sometimes lacked that where we've been too nice. You know, he's one of those where he can he can score that Rabona goal and he can leave a couple in there because it's a derby. You know, and yes, he cost his team the game in that yet against the weaker Arsenal, he could have won his team the game in that coming on and taking your heart away when you should have been up two, three goals. He scores that goal and he runs around putting in challenges and and and, and just getting in people's faces like I I can see that he was an instigator and agitator and in a sense he went over the ball he went over the ball and that's what it is you know he's gonna have to live with that and his team he cost his team the game as well and I think Mourinho's the type of coach that will hold him accountable and it's probably the perfect type of coach to teach him how to find that workable balance between that yet for me as an Arsenal fan I, I sat there and I thought to myself we need a little bit of that in our team as well you know we need a little bit of that because he came in there and he literally changed the game for his team where they had no chance of getting anything and he did that and unfortunately he will continue to do a little bit more that cost his team the game yet he put them in with a chance of winning the game too we showed great character and fight to come back and equalize in the first half and then come back in the second half and win the game when we should have been up three four goals before we conceded and we should have still won that game handedly by three or four goals yet it's what it is we take the result because it's a great win against a pretty good Spurs team Lord willing we finish ahead of them and we celebrate this touching day this year as well it's been a while <laughs> otherwise um the Olympiacos game we had to win we were up i mean rather we had to see it through we were up when we they had to score what three goals to beat us it didn't look like they had enough to score those goals yet we don't help ourselves when we give them chances to score right <laughs> so i feel it was poor tactically because with miguel it was like i don't know which which side you're leaning towards are you trying to see this game out as in just get the draw and maybe get an away, get another goal because you've got the away goal cushion. Are you trying to beat them into a pub or are you just trying to give some younger players a run? And if we need to go get another goal, we'll bring out some of our bigger men. I mean, he was in between all of that, you know, and it's like, why play Ceballos a central attacking midfield when Emil Smith-Rowe is starting at left wing forward and there's no order guard starting? Play Emil Smith-Rowe in his natural position for a game, you know, because he's not getting too many games in his natural position. Reward him for the fact that he's picked up his form after being shunted out wide and dropping for a game or two now he's come back up reward him for that and if you want to place a bias place a bias next to Xhaka because 
Jacqueline and Oneni's two sames. We always say that in your double pivot, pivot part of me, if you have Jacqueline and Oneni, you're really not trying to win the game, Brody. So I don't like that. Bellerin at right back, when you know right now he's not our best right back. It's almost as if you say, I'm going for a second strength team, but I still want to protect myself just a little bit. Nah, go all in, Brozy, and say, This is where I'm going, and then we can stand on that. You did that in the Spurs game. You drop up Umeyang and you stand on your merit. You get the results. You get rewarded. When you pussy foot and half step it, bro, you won't get that loss against Olympiacos, which could cost us down the line in games like that where you not you not decisive as a manager that's the players don't know what they're doing right the Leno issue now still is gonna is, is persisting where he's not a ball playing goalkeeper we want to play out from the back with a ball playing goalkeeper he's a pretty decent enough shot stopper sometimes he stops the shot and doesn't hold the ball that's a different conversation yet he's not what we need going forward we need to be able to say that yes maybe the barometer of what he provides us I was looking at that and I mean Charles Wall speaks so highly of him saying off the field he commands himself so well you know press conferences the likes he's a great guy and you need those type of people in your dressing room if the level is not the level then I can't keep it just because you're a great guy because your great guidance is basically costing us right now you know because you make that mistake in that game we don't have a goalkeeper to bring on ahead of you for the next game so you're going to start against west ham yet that's three errors basically two errors that have led to goals in the last five games come on burnt leno bro so we can't even put it on the players anymore first game was the first one was jack and now was sabayos i can't keep putting on the players anymore because the team has been drilled to play that way the manager has to be accountable to know the strengths and the weaknesses of the squad and so you know what burnt you aren't good enough to do that so when it's in that position you boot it forward and we'll live with that you'll be able to say that to a player like sabayos you need to know how to create more space for burn because he's not good with those passes so you have to make sure where you get it it's a decisive moment where you can turn on the half turn if you need to and get that pass forward without some indecision there because we can't afford that indecision we're not good enough right now to be conceding those type of goals that we're giving away because we're not taking our chances when we create them so something has to give it. We've seen when City uh, two, three seasons ago, they could shoot themselves in the foot. Why? Because they could still go win that game 4-5-1. We're not at that level yet. Liverpool had that as well two, three seasons ago. They eradicated that game. Now they're reverting back to media. And that's what it is. Footballers like that are cyclical. If we're going to take advantage of our cycle now, we need to cut those mistakes out, start taking advantage of our, our goal-scoring opportunities and develop into the team that we know we can be, right? Which just showcases that Miguel is still gaining experience and growing at this level. And we have to be patient with him and we have to support him as a fan base and as a football club because that's the only way we will reach the level that we desire to reach, right? There's no way we can get to that level without being patient and supportive of what we're trying to build. We can see that there is growth. We can't act like there hasn't been any market growth since where we started from 18 months ago, right? So we have to appreciate where we are right now and continue manifesting a way to get to a better place as a football club, right? So we threw to the last eight, the quarterfinals. Drew Savio proud by the grace of the Most High. Thank God. So we have them April 8th and April 15th in the second leg. Favorable draw. Let's win this one and get through to the final. Because even the semifinal is pretty favorable for us. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. We'll discuss that in the post-part talk. But it's, it's what it is right now. We have our destiny in our hands. Let's get to the final. Let's win it this time around. And then let's get into the Champions League. Let's get back in there and establish ourselves where we're supposed to be. The upper echelon to European football not where we're languishing at right now bros eh? so that 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 segues us into the preview of the west ham game today where wildly this is another london derby against a team that is above us when we're the best team in london it's pretty crazy where we are right now yet west ham are fifth and we tend to seven point gap so we mind that gap a little bit <laughs> but we close it you know what i'm saying we're closing the gap we're closing the gap so it's a five o'clock kickoff today central african time 
at the 144th game between West Ham and Arsenal. We've won the previous games, but the previous uh, 143 games, in the previous 143 games, we've won 69, drawn 39 and lost 35. With the first meeting between us being in 1906, it was an FA Cup tie, so we were at home, drew that 1-1 and won the replay away 2-3. We are in pretty good form against them, you know, three game winning streak in the EPL against West Ham. In the last 10 EPM, EPL games, West Ham have only beaten us once, which was in January 2019. They've lost seven, drawn two and only won one. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty child for them, you know, in the last decade even, West Ham have only registered five wins against us, all in the EPL. You know, so that's 39 games played, it's going to be the 40th one in this decade, in the last two decades. They beat us twice in 06, crazy enough, they got the double, came back in 07, beat us, then went on a little bit of a break until 2015 where they beat us in 2019 they beat us again crazy enough they beat us three times at our own cribs we got a guard for that yet we're away from home so we have a pretty good form against them away from home let's continue that going in the last five games they've lost their previous game having come back for the back of a win and then they lost and won two so that's nine points as a possible 15 we won our last game having drawn and won and lost and won so that's 10 points out of possible 15 yet we go into it knowing that we've got the fourth best defense in the premier league right now with 29 goals conceded in 28 games while still shooting ourselves in the foot and all that that's pretty crazy right so we're only behind city who are leading the league 21 21 goals conceded chelsea 25 goals conceded aston villa 28 goals conceded with damian martinez in the goal so that's that's part due to us but shout out so with the fourth best defensive record right now in the league coming into it we should be confident of us being able to at the very least keep out West Ham enough to take advantage of what we can do going forward knowing that it's international break coming up so we can play a full strength team let the mandem who are going away go away those who are staying behind stay behind and work on the game for a week and then we come back and go again you know so my predicted lineup for this game I'd say the number one is going to be the number one until we sort that out so Brian Leno and go Cedric Suarez should come back at right back because he's our number one right back right now I'd love to see Rafa Dino come back at right center back because I feel helping Gabriel has maybe caused holding in the past two three weeks where he was probably in a conversation to be in and around the England squad right and missing the last couple games where if we go on this decent run of form beating Spurs getting into the last eight of the Europa League and Rob Holding is playing a pivotal role as he was doing previously then there will be a different light shone around Rob Holding right now and he's taking the hit for that it would be nice to see him rewarded come back in the squad so that he can establish himself yet again and coming from the international break he, he and Gabriel can continue their, their combination as well so Gabriel should be at left center back as well for me there Kieran Tierney at left back, reward him for just being so great. Continue to play the mandem. Let's get a couple, a couple great performances in there. He should be in the team of the year for me. Even though he's missed a couple of games, he should be in the team of the year because he's the best left back in the league right now. Thomas Partey is back, so he should come back in midfield. I'd love to see him play next to Danny Ceballos for a game because I feel Xhaka's mistakes haven't been I don't want to say reprimanded in that sense, but it's what it is, right? That because we don't have enough quality to sit him out after he makes those type of mistakes, he continues to play. And with him, it's hit and miss sometimes. So you know that he's he's had some good games and some very terrible games in this run. This could be his terrible game. So to sit him out and say if he's going away with Switzerland, let him go away with Switzerland, having rested a bit, come back rejuvenated mentally, and then let's start to get some of the more consistent performances out of Granit Xhaka going towards the end of the season. Who knows? We could drive his market value up to a point where somebody looks at him and still thinks there's a player in there and we can get a 30 million pounds back from him and go and reinvest in that position, right? Odegaard should start in the 10. 
um Saka's out with the hamstring issue so i think pepe should start at right wing forward with emil smith row on the left side and abu mayang up top i'd love to see matt ryan with hector bellerin callum chambers pablo marie moaneni jaka william martinelli and lacazette on the bench let's make sure it's a strong bench going into this one let's get the results see you through predicting a 4-1 arsenal win abuma young brace saka and odegaard continue i'm not even saka pepe pardon me bless you saka may you get well soon you know i think it would actually be great for him to to spend that week rehabilitating it might actually fast track his rehabilitation instead of being out for two weeks he might actually only be out for a week because there's no football in between and also just mentally i'm not missing games per se it's international break i'm i'm i'm, I'm good enough to get my place back in the squad so let somebody else get a run out that's what it is you know Aside from that, you know, our postpart notes, little team talk, we got a favorable Europa League draw now. We have no excuses because we have Savia Prague in the quarters in the semi. It's either going to be Villarreal or Dinamo Zagreb, you know, Unai Emery's Villarreal. So we probably might get them more, more likely and it would be nice to beat them going into the final knowing that we will have earned ours and now it's on us to just deliver in the final because we, we face some tough games, we face some easier games. Let's go into the final, it's a once-off game, deliver and win it get back in the champions league you know what i'm saying now with this west ham game included we basically have 10 games remaining in the premier league easy math that's the possible 30 points right we have 44 teams four teams that are above us and six teams below us in that run so i just did a little survey of best case scenario if we go Wenger like where well, you know Wenger used to like going undefeated towards the back end of the season if Miguel has learned anything from Wenger you know how to bunker down and win the games you need to win and not lose the games that you possibly could lose in this run and you could go undefeated in this run and I just wanted to see best case scenario for us where could that lead us as a football club if we see a run like that so with West Ham today I predicted a win so that would be three points coming back from the international break we have Liverpool on the 4th of April away I see us getting a draw because Liverpool aren't playing so well right now and they will be up for it against us. If they really aren't on theirs, we will beat them and that would be even better for us. Yet a draw, I think, could be in the middle for both of us, you know. And then we should be playing Savia Prague at home. After that is Sheffield Wednesday, which we should be Savia Prague at home and then put one foot in the, in the semi-finals make sure we get the business done in the second leg please and then we get sheffield united away on the 11th of april again they lost in the league right now so we should beat them because they, they're scampering for points and we are we good enough to beat them right and then we have a conversation of navigating the second leg against Savio prague away coming back against fulham who are 18th we're going to play them on the 17th of april at home that should be a comfortable win for us leading us into the last game potentially of nah is it nah it's not going to be the last game because i'm praying we're going to be in the semi-final right so it's going to be everton on on the on the 24th of april who are seventh they're doing pretty well but they have regressed back to the meeting a bit where we should be able to get a point against them if they're not on theirs we'll beat them and then we have the first leg of the semi-final possibly against villarreal Gina Mozagro there and then coming back on the 1st of May with Newcastle, who are 17th, we should beat them. That's three points. Uh, second leg against Villarreal, Odina Mozagreb in the Europa League semi-final. Then West Brom, who are 19th on the 8th of May at home. We should beat them as well. Tough game, yet we should beat them. Segwaying us nicely into Chelsea on the 12th of April, away from home. They're going to be mad because we beat them in December yet. 
I feel we're good enough to get the results against them again. And if they are on theirs, at the very least, they'll get a draw. Then Crystal Palace, who are 12th right now, will play them on the 15th of May away from home where we should get a win against them rounding off our season against Brighton on the 23rd of May who was 16th right now they should be safe by then so it should be a comfortable win for us see it through plus minus as we've done it there that's 24 points out of a possible 30 put us around 65 points that should have a conversation of a top four fifth place position and we should be in the final of the champ of the Europa League with a chance of putting ourselves back in the Champions League through our own work and endeavor bro that's a that's a pretty successful season when you consider the fact that we've had it tough this season there were times when we were literally towards the relegation zone and literally looked like we we're gonna stay there because nothing was improving form wise and performance wise and now we're in a place where we can look upwards and say we could even finish in the top four we could definitely be back in the Champions League by winning the Europa believe because the draw has been favorable we've developed some players for next season we've built up the resale value of some players that we'll be looking to move on from the manager has kept his job and that's been something that was important for me personally because we couldn't afford to go through another rebuild with another manager in another direction Miguel is perfect for what we're trying to go right now even if it is the even if it is a transition for whatever's going to come down the line he's necessary for what's going on right now at our football club so we need to be able to support him and back him appreciate what we have because we have a potential generational manager on our hands right if we can support him accordingly and give him the resource and the time that he needs and the players that he needs you know because right now we've seen that we're managing these results without having the level of quality that we require to be to be a top four team we don't have a top four squad we don't have a europa league winning squad yet we've been in the final twice now we're potentially going to be in the final twice now we can do something about this right here you know been in the semi as well you can see that there's there's growth within what we're trying to build as a squad and over time we can get to where we're trying to get to so i really appreciate it i'm really appreciative of the progress we're making and i pray you are too as a fan base thank you for joining us for this let's enjoy this game it's a london derby against west ham let's get the result going to the international break nice and cozy we're gonna hit y'all up in the international break with some evergreen content just to keep y'all and the ooze until the boys come back aside from that you know what it is and what it always be when hybrid was home please like subscribe rate and review us on all dsps where you consume your digital media content let us know what the vibes is we appreciate you for joining us on this end it off right right come on you gooners peace